Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. Well, what's up, y'all? Welcome, welcome, welcome to The Heart. Um, if it's your first time here, come up and grab a microphone, introduce yourself. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Can you imagine? Um, y'all, we went to this church this one time. We were visiting churches when we first got to San Marcos, and we went to a church, and they were like, hey, you're new. Come on up. Grab a microphone. And Amber and I, uh, sorry, my name's Dominic, real quick. Uh, my name's Dominic. I'm a leader here at The Heart. My wife, Amber, she's the one playing guitar. Y'all, I was like, hey, you get out of here. I'll wait a little bit. Pretend you got to go to the bathroom, and I'll meet you at the car, and we were gone. Brunch came early that morning. That's a, that's a true story. <laughs> no, no, but we would love to connect with you, right? And, and here at the heart, one of our core values is connection. We want to be able to connect with you. We know that connection is a, a vital part of the human experience. So if you are in need of connection, you are looking for community, uh, the heart is a great place to find it, to be in that, uh, to be a part of a community. We really embrace the mess here at the heart. We know that life is a mess. We know that your life is a mess. My life is a mess. But if we can be in that mess together, then we can get through life one day at a time, one step at a time in this journey of faith. We're starting a brand new series today called The God of Many Names. The God of Many Names. And, and, and we're doing this on Easter Sunday, first of all, because we love, we absolutely love what God did for us through Jesus. And if you don't know, this is going to be a big spoiler alert to the end of the Bible if you haven't read it. Jesus, he came to earth and he taught us a lot of things and he showed us a lot of things. He showed us how to live, how to experience freedom. And he was saying a lot of things that really bothered the religious people. He was telling people that they could connect directly to God and they didn't need these religious people. He was telling them that they could live a life of freedom, that God wanted to forgive them, that God loved them for who they were, for where they were. And religious people didn't like that, so they found him and they killed him. And we celebrate today because, not because he died, but because he rose again. He is risen. That's why we celebrate Easter Sunday. And, and maybe you're here today because... You were guilted into coming. That's part of it. Guilt is a powerful tool in religion. Am I right? Say amen. Don't say amen. Um, <laughs> we'll get into it. Trust me. Some of us are here because we were guilted into it. Some of us are here because we thought, oh, Easter Sunday. It's been a while since I've been to church. I'm going to go check it out. Some of us are here because we're here every Sunday. Either way, it doesn't matter. There's no guilt involved. There's no shame involved. You are here today. You're here now, and you are welcome here. We have a phrase around here that is, you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means there's no club you need to be a part of. There's nothing you need to sign. You can belong to this community before you believe what we believe. Growing up, I, I didn't grow up going to a church like this. I would, you know, we would sometimes go to a Catholic church and, you know, if we were feeling extra guilty, we would go several weeks in a row, you know, uh, guilt is a powerful tool. So we would show up to church and then, you know, Easter Sunday, you know, we get dressed up. My brother would buy these matching outfits. You know, that's just how, you know, things, you know, things happen. And so we would kind of grow up going to Catholic church and I, and I, I grew up, I, I never had an issue really believing in God, like a God out there, you know, 
But I never, I never thought God knows me, right? Maybe, you, maybe you've been there where I, I never thought God knows who, who, who I am. God knows what's going on in my life. Except, you know, I, I, I did know, I was told that God knew all of the bad things you did. Like, a, like kind of a Santa Claus vibe, you know what I mean? Like God is seeing all the bad things. God saw what you search for online, okay? He saw that. And that's on you. That's going to be on your permanent record when you get to heaven. Okay, these are the kinds of things I learned growing up in church. And then, you know, so what what I learned about God or who God was came from these people, people like myself, people up, you know, on the platform who were talking about who who God was and the kind of person God was. And I learned that God God was a provider. You need something, ask God for it. And then I learned that God was a healer. If you're sick, if something's going on with you in your mind or in, in your heart, in your, in your body, whatever it is, and you need healing, you can pray and ask God to heal you. These are things that people would tell me that God was like. So I, I, want, I, want, I want to put something in your head. The names that you have for God. This is what I want, to be thinking, what I want you to be thinking about for today and for this series. One of the things I want you to have in your, in your brain is, has your name for God come from your faith in him or your fear of him? And I know there's a nuance, there's a gray in between that. But has your name for God, do you call God a healer? Do you call God angry? Do you call God absent? Have you prayed to God and he hasn't answered? Has your name for God come from your faith in him or your fear of him? It'd be really nice if we all grew up knowing and thinking that God was for us, that God loved us, and that meant that good things were always going to happen. But if you've lived long enough, if you've lived more than five or six years, then you would know that sometimes things happen that aren't okay. Sometimes things happen that are absolutely tragic. And if we grew up being told that God is good, right? We're told that God is good. God is all-powerful. God knows everything. God sees everything. And God is good. Then why do bad things happen? Why do terrible, and I'm not talking bad things happen like it rains on a wedding day or rains on Easter Sunday. I'm not talking about bad things like, you know, there's traffic on your way to work and you were late. Hey, this is cool. (laughs) Well, you all are in it now. <laughs> you, thought, you thought you got enough of this? Nuh-uh. Check the screens. <laughs> I'm not talking about bad things like that. I'm talking about tragic things that happen in our family, in our health. Betrayal from friendships and relationships. Sometimes, if we're only looking at the good things that God is, looking at the good things that God says, looking at the good things that God does, then it's tough to square up the good things of God with the bad things that happen in life. So how do we know who to trust? Do we trust the people like myself? Do we trust, you you know, you, you grew up, maybe a lot of us, maybe it wasn't just church people, maybe you learned about God from your friends at school. Maybe you learned about God from your parents. Your parents would talk to you about God. Some of us were never never talked to about God. Some of us were never told anything about God. So uh, many of us don't know what to think. That's kind of where I was at growing up. I I didn't know exactly what to think. 
I always thought God was busy. Anybody else think that? I just feel like, yeah, God, he, you know, but he just, he's busy. You know, he's got things going on. <laughs> and that's just, that's a personality thing. I got my own issues that I'm dealing with. I'm working on it, you know. But I thought, God never has time for me. God's got to, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. And so I, I want to look at a, uh, at a scripture today. Now, remember, I want you to have in your, in your head the names that you give God. The name that you give God, because God is a word, but it's not the only word. There are so many different names that God is given in the Bible. So many different names that he's called. And so I want you to be thinking about the names that maybe you have assigned to God over the years, or at least when you were first taught about God. Were you taught that God was judgmental? Were you taught that God was merciful? Were you taught that God was angry? I want to look at a, at a scripture today in the book of Romans. Now, if you're not familiar uh, with the Bible, no worries, okay? We're going to have it up on the screen, and you can download uh, an app called the YouVersion Bible app. You might already have it. Um, it's a simple app to use, and you can read along there. In the Bible, it's a lot, and it can be very overwhelming, so if you avoid reading the Bible because it's overwhelming, you're in good shape. You can take it in bite-sized chunks, little pieces, okay? And we're, so we're going to look at a piece of it today. Now, the book of Romans is actually a letter written by a man to a group of people, okay? That's what we're, it's like we went into their mailbox and we stole their piece of mail and we're going to be reading it and we're going to try to understand a lot of scripture, a lot of the New Testament, a lot of the letters are letters, they're, they're, they're written to people trying to help them understand how to live this life following Jesus. They're trying to understand what it's like to follow Jesus. And I think there, there's, there's, a, there's a touch of irony that thousands of years later, we're reading these same letters and trying to understand what it's like to lead a life following Jesus. It takes interpretation. It takes us understanding. It takes us being patient with each other. So this is a letter written to a group, of, a group of Christians, a group of people who have, have decided to follow the way. That's what it was called, to follow the way. The teachings of this man, Jesus, who taught freedom, who taught hope. And in this particular part of the letter, Paul, who was the author, he's talking to them about how they don't have to work so hard. That if they work hard and follow the rules, what they're involved in, what they're engaged in, is religion. And Paul's trying to tell them, you don't need to do the work. God has done the work. God wants to do the work for you. Faith says, I don't have to do anything because God has done it. Religion says, you better keep up the pace, pal, because God's on his way and he's upset. He saw. He saw what you did. He heard what you said. We all heard what you said. You said it loud, but he also heard it. We used to have this thing. You, should, you know what? I'm not even going to say it. I got to say it now. We used to have this thing that if we almost said something we shouldn't have, me and a friend of mine would say, you might as well say it anyway. You got charged for it in heaven. Anybody else think, that, anybody else think that's how heaven works? God's like, whoa, that was a doozer. Let me write that down. That is, that's going to come back up later in the trial. Some of us, that's how we were taught, right? That's the things we were told that God was going to be like or that God is like. Okay, so let's get into the scripture. I'm going to read a little bit before we get into this. 
Paul says, Scripture reassures us. No one who trusts God like this, heart and soul, will ever regret it. It's exactly the same no matter what a person's religious background may be. It's the same God for all of us, acting the same incredibly generous way to everyone who calls out for help. Everyone who calls, help God, gets help. Everyone who calls out, help God, gets help. It's not every Christian who calls out, help God. Every Jewish person who calls out, help God. Every uh, Muslim person that calls out, help God. Every atheist that calls out, help God. It's everyone. Everyone who calls out, help God, gets help. I love this language here. It doesn't matter the person's religious background. Okay, let's get into it. This is verse 14. But how can people call for help, right? Paul's saying you can call for help, and everyone who calls for help will get help, but how can people call for help if they don't know who to trust? Come on, Paul's preaching to somebody now. And how can they know who to trust if they haven't heard of the one who can be trusted? And how can they hear if nobody tells them? And how is anybody going to tell them unless someone is sent to do it? That's why scripture proclaims, exclaims, a sight to take your breath away, God, a grand procession of people telling all the good things of God. Oh, wait, watch this. Keep, keep with me here. But not everybody is ready for this, ready to see and hear and act. Isaiah, which is a prophet, okay, so if you're not familiar with the Bible, he's referring to what a prophet of theirs has said. Isaiah asked what we all ask at one time or another, does anyone care, God? Is anyone listening and believing a word of it? Watch this. The point is, before you trust, you have to listen. But unless Christ's word is preached, there's nothing to listen to. Before you trust, you have to listen. You and I have an opportunity. You and I are empowered to be people who choose. One of the core values we have here at the heart is choice. Here's what that means. Anything that we do here at church, I'm just going to talk about church just for a second. Anything you do here at church, let's say you want to, you know, we're going to do an offering here in a little bit. Watch out, the money part's coming, right? We're going to do the offering here in a little bit. You get to choose if you give. You're not required to. I'm not requiring you to. You can do whatever you want, Right? There are opportunities to serve here at church. You can help out. You can be a part of putting this together on Sundays and helping out during the week and our marketing team and our kids team. You can do all of that, but only if you choose to. No one's going to guilt you into doing it or not. Choice is powerful because if you choose to do something, then you're doing it from in here. If you're being forced to do something, that's guilt again, right? Guilt is a powerful tool. Guilt will drive you to do it. But nothing will drive you to do it more than your choice to do it. So here's the thing, is you get to choose to receive a message. Choose to receive a message of hope. A message of, I don't need to do anything because God has done it. I'm going to go back to the last part of this. This is juice. The point is, before you trust, you have to listen. But how do you know who to trust? Okay, if you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes, you can take a photo of the screen or whatever. Watch this. Nope, that's not it either. <laughs> do I even have it? Okay, there we go. What we hear influences what we think. 
But how do we know we're hearing the right things? How do you know? How do you know if what even, how do you know what I'm saying is true? There's no way of telling. <laughs> what makes you trust me? I don't know. I don't know why you would trust me. It's hilarious. She gets it. So if we know that what we hear influences how we think, how are we taking care to understand that we're hearing the right things? Because if we're going to be so bold, okay, let's say today's your day, and you're going to be bold, and you're going to step out and trust God. Which name of God are you putting your trust in? Because for some of us, when we hear the name God, that makes us take a step back. You mean the God that took my mom? You mean the God that was absent when I prayed for her to be healed of cancer? Do you mean uh, the God that wasn't there when I asked him to save my marriage? That's the God you're talking about? Seems real trustworthy. Right? Some of us, when we hear the name God, we light up because we think of hope. We think of the God that has pulled us through the hard times in our life. We think of the God that was there when we were at the bottom of, at the, bottom of the barrel. We were hanging on by a thread, and God was there that we could hold on to, and he showed us a community. He showed us something that gave us hope. How can so many of us have so many different names for God? Have your names for God come from your faith in him or some fears that you have? Okay, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down, okay? You can't borrow someone else's experience of God. You can't borrow someone else's experience of God because wherever you grow up, I don't know your, your background or where exactly you grew up and, and the kind of church you grew up in. But we all have an opportunity to borrow from someone's faith, to borrow from someone's experience. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Some of us, we want to take a step of faith that we don't know how, so we find someone around us who, who has a lot of faith, and we say, I'm just going to follow you and, and, and hear the kind of things you pray about. See the kind of things you do. That's not weird. That's called having a mentor, right? We do this in, in, in business or in school or at a job. Who knows what they're doing? I'm going to follow that person around. Maybe they can't teach me exactly what they're doing, but I can, I can watch how they think. I can watch how they approach problems, watch how they approach life. So we can see that, someone else's experience, but we cannot grow from that. If you want to grow, if you want to grow from an experience, you have to own the experience. Because you can borrow somebody else's faith and say, okay, I think this is what faith looks like. I think I'm going to pray this, and let's see what happens. But if you keep wanting to God to if you keep wanting God to move in you through someone else, then you're missing out on a key, a key component, and that is your experience with God. And that happens when you take a step of trust. That's why I say step of trust. I, I, I got to tell you, because taking a step of trust doesn't mean all of a sudden that you, 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 everything is God's. And so for some of you, that's easy, okay? So I don't mean to discount that. For some of you, it's very easy to say, everything's God's. Take all my money. Take my family. Take my job. Everything. Some of you, that's easy to do. Some of us, it's not. It takes steps. Small, tiny, baby steps. And sometimes trusting God means you give him a day where you're not mad at him. Sometimes trusting God 
means giving him a day where you won't talk bad about him. But these can be small steps of trust that you can take. Because you can't grow. You can experience something by borrowing somebody else's faith. That is true. I've had it happen to me. I've seen it happen to others. But we can't grow from someone else's experience. Okay, one more thing. If you're taking notes, write this down. A borrowed name of God is a borrowed faith from someone else. Maybe someone told you you learned from somebody that God is, uh, is merciful. So you want to borrow that. Maybe you've heard from somebody that God is a healer. So you want to borrow that. If they think God is a healer, then maybe I can think that. If they think God is a healer, then maybe I can think that. And so we borrow this name, and in effect, we are borrowing somebody's faith. I'm telling you, that is a good thing. It is a good thing to borrow faith from someone else. But once it's borrowed, give them their faith back, and now you practice yours. That's what's going to make your relationship with God so powerful is when you choose to take a step. But you have to understand, you can't take these steps, uh, or I submit that we cannot take these steps of faith. We cannot take these steps into trust until we come face to face with the names that we have given God. That is a complicated list of names for many of us. It is a complicated relationship. For many of us, it might be very easy. But it's just like anything else. If you want to grow, if you want to take action in your faith, then the way to do that is to find out and look around where you are right now. What are the names that you have given God? I think I have one more thing for you. No, I think that's it. I mean, not that's it. We're done. I just meant notes are done. I want to tell you all, next week, next week we're going to get into what have you turned God into by the names that you have given him. So I really want to invite you to come back next week. Or to, if, you can't, if you can't be here or whatever, we're going to have uh, uh, the live stream going uh, at 9.30 on Sundays. What have you turned God into because of the names that you have given him? We are empowered to take a step of trust. We are empowered to take a step of trust. How can we know who God is? I'll tell you. When I was younger, I thought God was way off. I thought God was way far away. I thought God was busy. I always used to think that God is like, was like at the top of this office building, you know, in the CEO corner office, and he's just signing papers. He's like, prayer approved, prayer approved. No, I don't think so. Not today, pal. You know, whatever. I don't know how the prayer system works. That's what I thought God was like. And then I had this incredible experience where I, 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 felt like I, I felt like God or God's presence was around me. And I haven't had it many times, very, very few. But it was enough for me to know that God is there. And I'm telling y'all, just a simple step of God is out there to God is here changed my life. It changed my life so much that here I am now, years later, standing and talking to you about God. I didn't go to school for this. <laughs> I don't know if I'm supposed to tell you that. Uh, <laughs> Whoops-a-daisy. 
I'm telling y'all, God, (laughs) however complicated our relationship is with God, if we can choose to take a step of trust. So how do we know? How do we know who to trust? What I learned is that Not only did I know where God was, but now I know a little bit more about who God is. And what I found out more than anything is that God knows me. And understanding that God knows me can change so much in your life. And the action of Jesus on the cross, the action of Jesus choosing to go to the cross, y'all got to know that was a choice. You have to know when you read the story, how many times could Jesus have got away? If you haven't read it, check it out. Read one of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Read one of those. It won't take you more than 25, 30 minutes. Check it out. Jesus had so many opportunities to get away. He did it so many times. He would often be surrounded by crowds. He probably had some social anxiety, right? He was surrounded by crowds. He's like, this is too much, and he disappeared. Check it out. There's stories where he disappears from crowds. Many of you wish you could do that. It's getting a lot in here. It's getting a lot of little people in here, you know? There were so many opportunities for him to not be there. Why did he go through it? Because he chose to. Because he knew that God had something big planned. That's how I know God knows you. Maybe you don't know God knows you. That's okay. You're not there yet. That's how I know that God knows you. Because of the actions of his son Jesus. I know God knows you because if God knows me, then I know he knows everyone because there was no reason for God to know me. And if you let yourself see that God knows you, what could happen in your life? How could your name for God change? Because a lot of people, I've been told that God is unknowable. I've been told that God is unknowable, and I'm not saying that's not true, but here's what I'm saying. I think the the more I, I get to know God, and it's very little because he's very big, the more I get to know God, you know what it reminds me of? It's not, it's not, I don't, I don't, I don't feel anymore. This is feel opinion, okay? I'm not, this is not fact, okay. The more I get in this relationship with God, here's what I see, here's what I see is that it's less like God is hiding and wants to be a mystery and is like, you know, behind the curtain, like you can't see what I'm doing. It's more of like, this is how, this is is probably a terrible analogy. What a great way to set up an analogy. Okay, this is a, all right, here we go. You, You remember when you were a kid and you started hearing your parents and their friends talk about like 401ks and insurance and politics and mortgages? Do you remember thinking like, no idea what they're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? When you were a little kid, and you're like, I have no idea what you're saying. I have no idea how to even concept or grasp. So it's not like they, it's not like they were unknown to you. You knew a lot of them. Your parents, when you were growing up, your parents were loving, and they fed you, and they made you laugh. And sometimes you cried, and they would pick you up when you cried, but you didn't know everything about them. But as you grew in your relationship with them, didn't the different names you had for them change? I would love to hear a five-year-old call their mom or dad wise. Never going to (laughs) happen. We probably don't call our parents wise. If you think they're wise, I'm not saying you should. We probably wouldn't even call them wise until we're in our 20s or 30s. 
Because our name for someone in our life changes as we get to know them. Who have you turned God into because of the names you were given? That's what we're going to get into next week. But today, I have a challenge for you. If you could, I want you to close your eyes and bow your heads real quick. Here's my challenge for you today. Can you take 15 minutes this week, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, five minutes, and list the names that you have been taught of God? List out the names that you have been taught of God. And here's what I want you to do with that list. I want you to write down next to that list if you still agree with that name. If you disagree with that name, if that name is now no longer uh, applies to the God that you have experienced, can you take a step of trust this week and do that? If you think you can take that challenge, and I want you to promise me, I just want you to promise yourself, if you think, if you, think you can take that challenge, on the count of three, I want you to put up your hand. One, two, three, put it up and leave it there. Okay, put it down. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray today for what God has done through his son Jesus and the opportunity that we have to be a part of a God who can be trusted. Let's do it. God, thank you so much for today, for this community, for the opportunity to know and hear that you are a God who loves, a God who trusts, a God who knows us. God, I pray that we would be able to, to, to have the courage to step out and trust you this week. That we would have the courage to take a small step of trust, whatever that looks like for us. God, many of us have been damaged in our soul, damaged in our heart, damaged in our mind, damaged in our body through what has happened to us in our life. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, our mission and goal is to connect people to the heart of God. If you would like to pursue a relationship with Jesus Christ, please visit us at www.theheart.church for more information. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who might benefit from it. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we'd like to invite you to visit us this Sunday morning. We have two experiences for you to choose from at 9.30 and 11 a.m. all happening at the Spot Cinema House and Eatery. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how our relationships grow and how your faith grows.